It takes money. Have you been to the toilet today? I haven't actually, man. Oh my god, your mum's super hot then. Oh, thanks. I'll pass on the message. It's all about the dados, baby. If Paris Hilton becomes the new Pope, then... The world ends? Away, Seaboat! Away, Seaboat. Insane Ramblings. Hey everyone, this is Ben and welcome to Insane Ramblings. We've got a very reminiscent episode for you today and my co-host Vicky will introduce herself now. I was going to say, did you seriously not leave a gap for me again? I don't know. What? I don't know the best way to introduce you. I'm, I've gone out of rhythm or something like that. Yeah, I know. You really have. You're like a rusty wheel. That, <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that metaphor, but you've just completely lost the groove. A rusty wheel that forgets how to introduce his co-host. Exactly. <laughs> this is... <laughs> <laughs> We need um, an episode of when Ben got his groove back. Well, I'll have to go back and listen. I don't even remember how I used to introduce you. You said, this is Ben, and you'd leave a gap, and I'd say, this is Vicky. All right, should we do that now? Should we re... Right, let's try okay. it again. Let's, I don't know. Where does the good go, Ben? Like, this is like some sort of, like, breakup film where we have clips of us laughing and talking so easily with, like, breakup music in the background. Did you ever watch that show, uh... Oh. Trying to think of what it is now. It was this reality show, Meet Meet the Folks, I think it was called. Oh, yes, I love that show. And my favourite part of the show was at the end of the episode where they did a montage of the guy and the girl that he ended up with. Yeah. Actually, I should tell what this show was. It was basically a kind of a dating show where there'd be three guys and they'd go meet the folks of a girl that, you know, they're trying to potentially date. And the parents have to pick which guy is best suited for their daughter. And the guys have to do embarrassing challenges. So at dinner, they might have to ask the parents embarrassing questions about their relationship or eat food off their plate or something like that. And so and they also had to take a lie detector test. Yeah, that was the final stage was they had to take a lie detector test. And, and like if you failed a challenge, like an embarrassing secret about you would get faxed to these girl, to the girl's parents. Yeah, and they pretty much always failed. <laughs> yeah, because <So. laughs> it was really awkward stuff. Like it would be like, you know, play like peekaboo with the dad or something. <laughs> yeah, and they'd always have to do it three times as well, which yeah, kind of makes... Like three times. It like, makes them look like a crazy person. Because yeah, it's like it's, eat food off their plate three times or, yeah. like, you know, demand that everyone switch seats three times. Yeah, and so you get to the uh, end of the dinner and people might be like, oh, so it was a challenge that kind of makes a bit more sense. Before you get to that stage... People would just be like, this guy's nuts. Why? Like, yeah. you think if I tell them one time, that's going to stop them from, you know, eating food off my plate. You tell them three times, you're just like, what the <laughs> hell are you doing? But like, even one time it's weird and you're like, what are you doing? Like, two more times, you're like, there's something slightly wrong with you. Yeah. At the end of the episode, the parents would still be crying about this decision that they would make. And they'd only met these people. Like, I think the whole show takes place over a day or two. It was a weekend, yeah. Uh, yeah. A weekend or a weekend. And so the parents are like, oh, I voted out Jimmy, but he was such a great guy. And they're in tears. And it's like, first of all, you just met them. And second of all, he acted like a complete retard the whole time you were together. 
Yeah, you kept eating food off your plate. <laughs> yeah. But uh, my favourite part of the show was at the end of the episode, the guy and the girl who eventually ended up together, they uh, do a montage of all their scenes. And <laughs> it's basically to make them look like, here's what happened in their relationship. And you can kind of do it on regular dating shows if they have 10 episodes to work with. But here you've got one hour hours. episode. Yeah, and so it's them strolling in slow motion in their driveway or the time that they give a wistful look at each other during one of the games or like them <laughs> laughing from five minutes before. It's like the best, <laughs> most forced. The scene you just saw a minute ago. Yeah, it's like the most amazing just collaboration where uh, they're just trying to find any footage of them looking like a couple. <laughs> <laughs> when they've really known each other for 24 hours and the yeah. show is about 28 minutes long. And the other thing is they have to go on a holiday together which mm. um is like i know in the in the fine print at the end of the episode it says that the couples can choose to take their holiday separately oh really i didn't know that yeah so i guess because it, it's kind of awkward like you just met this person and now we're going to be forced to hang out for a week together yeah that is kind of awkward like a new person like every all day every day for a week like that's yeah. hard and so sometimes you'd probably know, oh, this isn't going to work out. So I guess it's good that they give them the option, but you'd kind of feel obligated. We went on this show and they gave us this prize. We should try and see how things go. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I think I... I don't think I would see how things go with a holiday straight off the bat. If we've just met that weekend and it's like, now we have to go on a holiday together, I think I'd take the holiday separately and say, let's see how this goes dating. Yeah, I guess they don't specifically say the holiday is next week. You have to go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you could probably take the holiday <laughs> yeah. a year from now. That might be better. I, I do like that idea of a dating show. They should film the holiday as well. All right, all right you, win, you win the preliminary Meet My Folks Challenge. Now you guys have to yeah, hang out for like a week just you two. Temptation Island. Yeah, that, yeah that's, that's pretty much the principle of that. Fair enough. But uh, yeah, they should bring that one back as well. <laughs> what was the name of that show you and me and Kirsty used to always watch? That dating show? That was awesome. <laughs> Taken Out. Taken Out. That was such a great show. I know. Amazing. For anyone who's <laughs> unfamiliar with the short-lived Australian primetime dating show Taken <laughs> Out, which I can't imagine there's many of you because that was an It was a classic, show. that's for yeah. sure. It was basically a concept that wasn't a bad concept but they didn't have enough interest so every oh, really? episode well every episode needed 30 people but they often had the same 30 yeah and they still didn't have enough interest <laughs> <laughs> is that what the problem was they couldn't get contestants i think so because some of the contestants oh. were scraping the bottom of the barrel definitely <laughs> which and by some i mean most most <laughs> so basically it was a uh, a dating show where one guy would be paraded in front of 30 women and then halfway through the season they'd switch and do one girl in front of 30 guys and on the first round the guys would not say anything they'd just give them their name and on looks alone the girls would press the buzzer and say if they want to you know be taken out of the pool of girls or stay in for the next round and there's three rounds, and basically you get to see out of 30 girls drop down to 15 just on your looks alone. <laughs> like just on you saying hello. <laughs> yeah. So uh, spirits initially crushed. And oh, then they. No, seriously, it was like painful to watch. Like 22 would drop out or something. Yeah. 
And then they would uh, show a package of them, what they do in their day-to-day lives. And then the other eight girls would drop out. And so you're left with the final three, I think it is, who uh, they get to ask you a question. And then the last two people left in the game go on a date. But they obviously didn't really have that many people apply because both the guys and the girls were really unfortunate. (laughs) (laughs) So you'd get, like, the most embarrassing situations where people would just come out that, I don't know, they were just, like, the biggest nerds or the biggest, like, uh, it was, yeah, no one on that show was uh, going on a, a successful date anytime soon. It was so great. It was such a great show. I don't know why I liked it so much, but it was just... Just because really... every every episode had a massive train wreck moment where people would yeah, be exactly, like... exactly, where people would just be like, ooh. Yeah, like, what do you think of this guy? I'm like, uh, he's the most hideous thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's it's like... like, oh my God. But yeah, I think that's so true. Like, every episode had a horrible moment like that, like, spirits crushed moment. Yeah, I'll try and put a link to a, a clip or something on YouTube if I can find it. And one. James Curley was so brilliant brilliant as well yeah. he was so sarcastic so he was the host and he kind of knew that you know a this lot show of... was a mess yeah and so he played that up which was good i've still got the uh, last episode which was a clip show of all the best moments from the series meaning the worst moments from the series moments on my DVR. Series. <laughs> just because uh, i know that's going to come in handy one day just to really a few horrible it. dates as well like a few dates where the girl was just like seriously don't touch me like i don't want to go out with this guy well there was a girl who went on a date and she said she'd never been on a date before and then the guy didn't show up and no, that's right. Then she, like, went off crying and then they get to do a post-date interview and she's like, oh, yeah, I went to a bar and met a guy and went back to his place. We had an awesome time and now we're dating and that never happened. She just totally made up this story <laughs> just to cover her own ass. <laughs> and uh, they'd, like, on the date, they'd get to, they basically get to choose at the last stage if they want to rock up or not. And so they'd go oh, to... that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the elevator doors open and they're there, there or not. Yeah. yeah, and so it would be always awkward with one person going to the final date and the other person's not showing up. And I forgot about that. I yeah. forgot that it was so painful. Was... Yeah, they went on the original date and it's like, will they meet, like, later tonight on the observation deck of the, you know, whatever Eureka that building's Tower called? Was... Yeah, the Eureka Tower. Yeah, and one so... of them would show up if you're sitting there, and it's like, oh. And you'd, you'd get to see how long that they sit there waiting for the other person, and you'd be like, oh, they just could be running late, and they're like, you know, waiting for half an hour, and then an hour ticks by, like, yeah, I guess they're not coming. It's not coming. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was a train wreck show. There was at least one good couple that got together. It'd be interesting to do like a where are they now from the uh, taken out kids. <laughs> well, didn't you say you saw them at like a nightclub or something? My sister used to always go out about the same time that that show was on and it seemed like they were recruiting people from these clubs that she was visiting and, uh, yeah, she'd always meet people and most of them were douchebags and I, <laughs> I saw, like, one that um, she was doing, like, a promo modelling thing at some event I was at. I'm like, where have I seen that girl? And, like, all day I was like, <laughs> I know that girl. And then, like, the next day I'm like, holy shit, she was from Taken Out. <laughs> <laughs> This is a really reminiscent episode. Maybe no one else needs to listen to this because this is just stuff we used to do when we hung out together. That's cool. Like, should be a, yeah, go should on. be a very baby come back episode. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd be all for 
Channel 10 renewing Taken Out for another season. I mean, if get the support behind bringing that show back because I would uh, absolutely go on it. I think it, I would that would go that far to support it. I would I, go on it. I, I think the uh, funny thing is when they re-ran it on Foxtel, they subtitled it Taken Out Desperate and Dateless. Really? <laughs> yeah, they really knew how to market it. They uh, they realized by that point why people were watching the show. Watching it, that was such a great show. It was brilliant. Oh my gosh, brilliant! Show. <laughs> but anyway, the moment that started us off reminiscing, I was like, "What was that thing that you guys did that I was like, you are so lame." Do, should we have another attempt at this intro before uh, before we do? Oh that? yeah, sorry. Yeah, before we get to why I called you a lame, Mister right. Lamo. Hey everyone, this is Ben for Insane Ramblings. And this is Vicky. See, is that is that more what you were wanting? No, because... well, because you say that Ben, this this is Ben for Insane Ramblings. Well, what am I for? And this is Vicky for light globes. <laughs> <laughs> Just I need to make sure none of them burn out. We can play. An, we can play another round of what is Vicky watching or what is Vicky <laughs> looking at. All right, do you want to play? And this is Ben for Insane Ramblings. And, my and this is Vicky, looking at some earmuffs. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Vicky. Yeah, I know, right? Will she ever learn? <laughs> I think I think the reason, or at least part of the reason why I haven't been introducing you properly is because there's a bit of a delay on Skype. Uh, and so if I, like, leave a pause... And you're not I, sure if I'm still there or not? Yeah, I, I don't know if you're waiting for me to continue my introduction or you're just awkwardly still waiting for the line to catch up to you. <laughs> yeah, okay. But, uh, yeah, we were reminiscing a little bit before the show started. Do you want to set that up? Yeah, well, basically, I was like, all I could remember, I was like, Ben did something, and I was like, that was lame, and he was really hurt. <laughs> I couldn't remember what it was. And I was like, what was that thing that you did that I called lame? <laughs> and obviously it scarred me for life because I knew exactly what she was talking about. You did, didn't you? Um, yeah. Do you, we... Did you remember as soon as I told you what you, I was talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not too many things that I've done in my life that could be classified as lame, so I didn't have to think very hard. So when I said that thing where I said that was lame, you remembered exactly what I meant. Yeah. Um... <laughs> well, that really must have hurt. <laughs> well, I didn't even, you know, hadn't thought about it for a couple of years since you said it. You just brought <laughs> up all these bad that. memories. <laughs> but basically, yeah, me and Alex, we used to make... Uh, sparkler Alex bombs. My boyfriend at the time, I think. Yeah, and uh, he's been in a lot of uh, in color episodes. So you can you know go to our website to see who I'm talking about if you uh, are yeah, unfamiliar. Yeah. Not that they need to know who's my who was my boyfriend. Just more that it makes the story that I was like that was lame because it was like my best friend of my boyfriend at the time. Yeah. So uh, yeah, what we did was we got all the uh, like gunpowdery stuff off the sparklers. And you put it in a Pringles container and then use one sparkler as the ignition. And so it, it burns yeah. down the fuse, basically. And then when it gets to the you know mass of sparklers, it's got like the power of 50 sparklers in one giant flame and explosion kind of thing. <laughs> and so we did it a few times. Like for my mum's 50th birthday, we made two. And they were really impressive. And basically it just lights up the whole area. So it's pitch black. And then all of a sudden when this thing goes off, it's like it's daylight. And so yeah, we yeah, had yeah. we had this whole crowd of people for the 50th birthday and everyone was like absolutely loving it. And there's a little moment before the thing starts where it looks like the fuse is completely burnt out and you're like, oh, no, it didn't work. And then all of a sudden it's like, bang, and it's awesome. And so we did those <laughs> and they went down really well. So we were like, all right, what's the next occasion? We've got to uh, make another sparkler bomb. And so it was... Uh, 
her friend's Bianca's birthday, who... I think it was her 18th? Yeah, I think it was her 18th birthday when we were in year 12. And uh, for those familiar with the Insane Ramblings back catalogue, she was the one who uh, put me in the storeroom trap in <laughs> junior school. That's my favourite story. <laughs> so, uh, That's my favourite Ben story. <laughs> <laughs> What happened? Can you just quickly... You can edit it out later if you want, but I just want to hear it again, please. All right, for anyone who uh, needs a quick recap, I think it was in Which year I, I don't need a quick recap. I just love this story so much. It makes me so happy. I was in year five or six, and uh, she called me... In, oh, like, one of her friends called me into the <laughs> storeroom in art class. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> I don't even need to tell the story. You're just going to enjoy it that much. <laughs> God. And so uh, I'm like, okay, this is uh, unusual, but I'll come help. And then they close the door, turn off the lights, and I'm like, what the fuck? And Bianca's just in there. And I imagine it's some kind of like a horror movie where <laughs> I can just see her back. And then she turns around, and then the lights go off. And then uh, she kisses me. I think she kissed me on the <laughs> neck and then on the cheek or something like that. <laughs> no, I think it was on the cheek and then on the lips, and uh, then turn off, turn back on the light, and I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> but it was also at that stage where I was like, "Ooh, girls are gross," so I kind of uh, ran away. And then next art class, they needed me to sign a birthday card for the teacher, and so. They were like, we're doing it in secret in the storeroom. I'm like, I'm not falling for this again. I know where this ends up. <laughs> I'm not going there. But nowadays, I would absolutely love for that to happen to me again. If someone's <laughs> like, hey, Ben, secret girls set up this massive storeroom trap for you, I'd be like, all right. But uh, sadly, it happens less nowadays. <laughs> oh, God. I love that story. See, the way I heard it originally was not from you. It was from Renee. Okay. And she leapt out of the storm and kissed you. Like she just waited for you to come <laughs> by and sleeped upon you. <laughs> like a spider monkey. Yeah, like I was some kind of prey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's even better. I like the trap. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, she had oh, her accomplices. I love that story. That's like the dolphin man story or the put that thing back where it came from or so help me. <laughs> the dolphin plasty. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Did you check out the uh, show notes, the gallery from last yeah, episode? Yeah, I saw the picture. Yeah. Did you laugh when you put it up? Yeah, I did. It was still pretty I'm great. I'm gone. This episode, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I love the story with Bianca. I don't even... I don't, is it that funny for other people? I don't know. But to me, I just love it. It's hilarious. Who knows? But that's why our listeners keep coming back, Vicky. Oh, God, I love that story. Anyway, go on. So, uh, yeah, about... Six years later, we were at our birthday at our uh, 18th. Yeah, this is more than six years later, I think. And, uh, yeah, we were just having typical 18th birthday and drinking and eating and whatever. And we, me and Alex are like, all right, we're going to bring out this sparkle bomb. And I was drunk. I was off my face. Well, that goes without saying. <laughs> she was on, like, a bit of a farm. She had a big back paddock. And so we put the sparkle bomb in the middle of this field and get everyone to come leave the party basically to come observe our creation and so we set it off and it was underwhelming I don't know why it wasn't as good as the previous ones that we've done it was still it worked like it 
you know, blew up and there's a bit of fire and sparkles and it lights up the thing, but it just wasn't our best. I don't know if we used a different brand of sparklers or whatever, but it just didn't live up to the, you know, the greatness of our previous endeavors. And so we were kind of disappointed. And then like, you know, the 20, 30 people who were at the party kind of like shuffled away and they're like, yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> like, well, this Never isn't yet. the reaction that we're used to. And then Vicky comes up to us and is like, oh my God, what a waste of time. That was so lame. I can't believe you made us leave the party for that. Yeah, that was so boring. I don't boring. think that was quite that bad. I think I just said that was lame and walked away. <laughs> well, in my mind, it was uh, a lot more elaborate. No, no, I walked up to you and said, to you and Alex, I said that was lame and walked off. <laughs> just like put the nail in the coffin after or like, oh, that, that oh, was that great. sucked, yeah. <laughs> we know how the crowd feels. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's some nice feedback from the crowd. Yeah. Well, I was reminiscing about another time where I called you a jerk in the car for like 45 minutes. What was that about? I don't know. I can't remember. That's what the whole story was. Oh, Me hang you on. were driving home from a party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember and this. You Again. said something to me in the elevator, I think. Again, drunk off your face. Oh, yeah, off my face again. Yeah. So I'm, <laughs> I called you a jerk for 45 minutes on the way home. And then you were like, what did I do? And I was like, I can't remember. But, you know, I was like, you said something in the elevator. And you're like, what did I say? And I was like, I don't know. I can't remember. But I remember thinking that it was a really mean thing to say. I, I remember what I did now. What? Um, you. Because I couldn't even remember at the time. We were leaving, I think, like the Shanghai Dumpling House or something. We, we went out to the no, city. No, no, no. We went dumpling. to the Belgian Beer Garden. Okay, so we're we're out drinking, and yeah. I wanted to go home. Yeah. And you just like were calling me a piker, <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I'm bored. I'm ready to go home. Whatever. I'm." Yeah, I'm going home and you're like, you're such a piker. Don't be so lame. You're such a jerk. No, no, I didn't start calling you a jerk because of that. Yeah, you did. Absolutely. No, no, it wasn't because you were leaving. It's because you said something. I was calling you a piker and then you said something back and then I called you a jerk. Well, because you definitely called me a piker for like the rest of the journey. You were fluctuating between being a jerk and being a piker. (laughs) And so... it was like an hour trip. (laughs) Yeah, well, because we aren't, you know, we don't live the closest to the sea. So we were coming back well, I've been, and, um, well, yeah, to Japan. it was you, me, Brendan, who's also been in a bunch of our in color videos and, uh, one of our friends, Lauren, who was driving and she seemed very, uh, stoic about the whole situation. I remember, which was impressive because it was quite annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe, uh, Brendan's girlfriend, Sarah, was in the car at the time as well because I remember him trying to ask her oh, all these yeah. really inappropriate questions. I remember that. Yeah, I, I can't really remember what he was asking her, but I found it funny. I think she found it less funny. <laughs> yeah, he was asking her really inappropriate questions. I remember that. But uh, for, again, for those who want a time frame for this, uh, that was the same drive home as Tickleson's Road became anything. <laughs> Yeah. Was it really? <laughs> yeah. So we were laughing about that uncontrollably for way too long. Why? Well, I don't remember Tickleson's Road. Every time I go past uh, Thompson's Road, which on the freeway is the turner that we have to take to go back home. <laughs> take to get to Ben's place. Yeah. Yeah. I think of I think of this, which it was basically Brendan was trying to think <laughs> of something that was a. a funny way of saying Thompson and the best he could come up with was Tickleson. 
and again because we were all drunk and uh, somehow that was hilarious to us <laughs> oh, oh, so uh, so yeah you were just calling me a jerk the whole time because I probably said something about not wanting to leave and you were not happy with me <laughs> yeah that was one of, <laughs> one of our interesting um, stories of our relationship <laughs> But uh, speaking of drinking stories, I was out in the city uh. this week and I was at the uh, Red Hummingbird. I like that place, the Moroccan-themed place. Yeah, it's just like a cocktail bar and uh, in the city. Yeah. And uh, are you familiar with the bathroom there? No, I don't remember it. It's pretty much the smallest bathroom that I've ever been in. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's it's weird. Like, there's the guys and the girls on opposite sides of an adjoining wall. Um, oh. but they don't have doors. What? Yeah. You so you, you just walk in. So there's an entrance way and the toilets are facing. Uh, I see. I thought you meant like, not like the actual physical door. I imagine there was no door hole. It's walled off. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like the toilets are inside a room with no windows and no doors. Yeah. It's one of, what do you do if you're busting? It's one of Melbourne's hottest clubs. We've got a bubble toilet. You can see in, but you can't get out. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like it's like the locked, like the locked room murdered man scenario. But we've seen. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, they've, they've since removed the glass bubble and have <laughs> just have some kind of weird no door policy. Yeah. So if you go into the kind of, I guess, the waiting room area for the bathroom, it's probably yeah. about two metres by one metre wide. That's about the area that you've got. And if you're standing in there, both the male and female toilets are in full view. Oh, okay. Which, well, don't stand there, you pervert. But there's not really anywhere else to stand. So oh, Your Honour. <laughs> you could, you could I feel like you need to tag Your Honour to the end of that sentence. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll explain. There's, you can go, like the girls isn't too bad because it's just got the stalls. And so they can, you know, cl they, the stalls have doors, right? But the guys yeah. is got one stall and then a urinal. Yeah. And the urinal is semi-obscured by like a little bit of a wall, but not much else and so I when suppose urinal's not that bad because it's not like you take your pants off to use a urinal is it well not the way that most people do it <laughs> you're taking a shit in a urinal you're doing it wrong <laughs> i assume but uh i go to line up for the bathroom and there's a guy taking a pee and i didn't really expect it to be in full view like that yeah and so uh, he starts talking to me, which is like also what? weird. That's even weirder. Yeah, so How I couldn't far really. Is this? I couldn't really go anywhere because I'm stuck in this weird conversation with this Holy shit, guy it's taking like a, a bar slash. Of comfortable people. Yeah, and so I'm like, all right, what can I do? I'll just, you know, turn my back to him. I'll look away, and now the, all the walls are lined with mirrors. Ooh. So no matter which direction so I you look... you just got an eye full of penis no matter where you look. Well, I can't say his penis, but I'm seeing, like, him. I'm looking into his <laughs> eyes while he's peeing. <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> keeping direct eye contact with me no oh matter which way I look. So, it's, at all times. Yeah. It's so awkward. It's like a scene out of James Bond, Man in the Golden Gun, where he runs into that <laughs> mirror maze. and you don't... man holding the golden gun. <laughs> and, like, I don't know which... One is the real and him. And golden shower. But all of them are peeing. Yes, the man with the golden shower. <laughs> oh, my God. It was it was so awkward. So I'm like, all right, what can I do to 
you know, avoid this situation. And so eventually I just kind of had to walk out of this little awkward P-mirror scenario <laughs> and, uh, like, go into the main part of the bar while I'm waiting. And then the even weirder thing was, because I didn't notice the stalls at first, some other guy walks out before this guy. I'm like, oh. where were you hiding? It's like a clown car of... <laughs> Uh, you know, urinals. <laughs> Toilets. Yeah. Like, if only I'd known where you were hiding, I would have hid there too. Yeah, exactly. But, like, if I knew there was anywhere else to go in that bathroom, I would have given it a shot. But because there's no room in this bathroom, like, to get out of the stall, you have to kind of push past anyone that's actually at the urinal as well. Ugh. So it's like the most awkwardly designed bathroom ever. And it's horrible. Uh, yeah. I, did you know this guy, the guy you were talking to? No, just some guy at the bar that likes no, to talk and pee. Awkward. Yeah, it was. He must be a really lonely guy. <laughs> I can't stand to talk and pee. Like, obviously, I'm a girl, so it's not a urinal situation. Yeah. If I'm in the, like, toilet, even my family or at your place, like, and your family love to do it. Well, we had <laughs> this I'm... discussion last Sorry? episode that we're, we're not really fans of the uh, talk and pee. Yeah, I can't do it. So, like, a person looking at me and peeing it would just be one of my worst nightmares. Yeah, you'd think that, you know, as soon as he gets direct eye contact, he'd lose flow or something, but apparently something. not. Something? No? Wow. Yeah. What were you doing there anyway? Oh, I was just uh, there for a friend's birthday. Oh, his birthday? <laughs> it was Edward's girlfriend's birthday, right? And uh, yeah. she, uh, you know, was having her party there, but he was also going to surprise her this weekend with another kind of birthday celebration with just them. Yeah. And so I get this weird text, message in a time warp style, right? Oh, uh, yeah? Do you know any places where I can go milk a cow? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, uh... Right now? Or well, yeah, <laughs> is that a metaphor? It is Eddie, so I would have assumed it was some sort of dirty metaphor I didn't know. It wasn't a metaphor, amazingly. it was He was legitimately looking for a place to milk a cow. I can't believe he even has a girlfriend to start with. Yeah, I know. I feel like a little uh, bad about it. I hope he never really listens to this show because we kind of mentioned them on the show before they were a couple. And I kind yeah, of just... Yeah, I remember that. I kind of just assumed that it would be one of the usual, like, oh, yeah, this is a funny story about a girl that I met and now they've been together for ages. And so... Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, that I'm like, oh, well, uh, let's hope that they never find out that we talked about them yeah. on the internet. Let's not ask them to, you know, listen to the podcast as a wedding present or something. Let's not give them the box set. <laughs> we'll just uh, give them their relationship as narrated by these people. <laughs> ben and Vicky. Yeah. <laughs> We've only got two stories so far, so it's not going to be that different to the taken out one. But, no. you know, <laughs> we'll do our best. But uh, I, I get this text message and I'm like, why, what's going on? And so he basically has always wanted to milk a cow, apparently. Oh, and he just... So he's doing what he really always wanted to do for her birthday. I don't know. They might have talked about it and it might have been one of those things like, yeah, that sounds fun. I, I don't really know <laughs> any more of the backstory. Uh, but uh, so I'm like, well, I remember going to this farm when I was a kid and we milked a cow there. Edendale or whatever? Well, that's that's the other place Eden I suggested. What is it? Is, Edendale? Yeah. Edendale Community Farm is kind of like the local farm, right? 
<laughs> well, yeah, I guess it is, but it's I not. I so. That would be the way you would describe it. Yeah, it's not a full-on farm, so I'm like, oh, they might not have cows and stuff there, and so props. <laughs> as a kid, I remember my mum came on this excursion when we were in junior school, but so I asked her, and she couldn't even remember what farm we went where we milked cows. But I do remember because in junior school you go on these excursions like we went to hillsville sanctuary like six times during oh uh, yeah and we went to sovereign hill like three times Uh, yeah so you go to all these places multiple times over the course of a few different years and they just try and pass it off as new experiences so this guy who was the farmer i guess he had a running joke where he would try and squirt milk at people from the cow's udders while he was milking it seriously yeah and so when i was in like prep he did it and he squirted at some kid and they got milk on them and he's like ah, ha, ha, look at the kid all milky and gross <laughs> and uh so when he did it again when i was like a year or two later i remembered this and i see him about to point the udder at me oh shit and so just as he squirts i jump and i expertly avoid the stream of milk and it got milk on the kid next to me shoes Oh my gosh, awesome! Yeah, so I was, I was pretty uh, pleased with that. And he seemed to have... Uh, I seemed to have beaten the system because he's like, oh, that guy jumped and uh, now it looks like that kid next to him has milk on his shoes. It, like, it looked like I defeated him. It was a pretty great moment. <laughs> oh my god, it was like... Did you watch the credits roll or something? That's yeah, how I feel. Ben versus the milkman. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you remember him from such practical jokes as getting that other kid in prep. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, we couldn't track down the milkman anymore since I defeated him. He obviously went into hiding. And so Eddie calls up this Edendale community farm and they don't have any cows, but they've got a goat. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, he's like, sent me another text message a few days later. Actually, I think it was so amazing they had to call me. He's like, Ben, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be milking a goat. A goat. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And so I saw some photos online today of uh, him and his girlfriend milking a goat. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and so he said that he called them and uh, he couldn't get on to anyone, but he left a message and uh, they were amused by his message looking for, you know, someone to milk something. And <laughs> <laughs> for somewhere to milk something. Yeah. Well, we've gotten halfway through this episode and we haven't really touched on our big predictions of the year. Oh, how did we go? Was the Rango the surprise Rango of 2011? I'm pretty sure it was the breakout Rango. Yes. I'm the breakout Rango for predicting that. (laughs) Basically, for anyone who's not uh, familiar, about a year ago, we made some predictions about what we thought would happen in uh, 2011. I thought you were saying 20 years. It's like, well, we're revisiting them now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, a lot of them can already be answered. I mean, we made some predictions for 2031, but seeing as I don't think Rango is going to be making a whole lot of extra money, it's probably just able to be recapped now. You know the bet that you made with Alex about the bread? What was the actual bet? All right, so we have this bet where in the year 2030, I have to give Alex $50 worth of bread. $50 worth of bread. Yeah, because we reckon with inflation, we won't really be able to buy much apart from a loaf of bread by that time. But what was the actual bet? So we were raspberry picking. 
that's what it was. And you guys are so late. <laughs> well, there wasn't any goats around to milk, so you, you know what else? <laughs> next best option. So we we were doing like a family thing. This was I might have been like in junior school or something. It was a long time okay. ago. So oh, so you were like six years old or something. Yeah, in well maybe not that young, but twenty thirty was equally far away. Yeah, and. I had filled two big buckets of raspberries in the time that he'd filled half of his small bucket. And basically that was just not because he wasn't picking as many as me, but because he was eating them. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so I bet him $50 that he would not fill the half of his small bucket before I filled all of my full bucket. And yep. he accepted the bet and I almost beat him as well, despite, you know, him amping up his uh, picking schedule and slowing down his eating. Uh, <laughs> it was basically just a ploy so I didn't get trapped into picking all the raspberries and uh, <laughs> enjoying them as much myself that day. But, uh, yeah, so still 19, 18 years from now, I'll uh, over, over Alex some bread. <laughs> and that wasn't a prediction. That's not a No, drill. that wasn't to do with it. I just, I just told someone that story about the bread the other day, and they're like, what was the bet about? And I was like, I don't know. I <laughs> yeah, now you can fill them in. Yeah, I can, I'm sure they were okay. <laughs> they're like, who? What are you talking about? Yeah. So a few of the predictions that we made, since this is probably the last podcast we'll do of 2011, we can recap. So the first one we did was the biggest movie of the year, and we were just going to go by how much money these uh, movies have earned. And yep. I think I looked at North American sales figures for this, and I said Twilight Breaking Dawn would be the highest earning, and I was correct. Bah, how close was Rango? Twilight was $266 million, Rango was $123 million. So it was about... Oh, I'm happy with Rango. Yeah, it was about double. That's still a surprise, Rango, though. It was. I did not expect a chameleon-based film to make $123 million. <laughs> um, and the Smurfs and Green Lantern were also part of that bet. Uh, Green Lantern made 116 and Smurfs made $142 million. Ah, so I chose the third, so I didn't even get second. Yeah, out of the four, Rango was the third most uh, highest uh. earning. Then the next prediction we made was about the lunar eclipse. Oh, yeah, I saw that the last week. Oh, yeah? How was it? Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. Like, the moon went, like, red. Oh, really? Yeah, it looked because, really uh, cool. You didn't see it? No, I didn't see it. I didn't really hear anything about it. It was oh, uh, really? apparently on December 10th, but there wasn't much of a uh, a warning about it. But I vaguely... Yeah, it was either a Friday or a Saturday night. Me and my friends were at a party, and we all went out and looked at it. It was awesome. Oh, okay. I vaguely do remember seeing the moon being red, but I didn't know that. What, was, what it was. Yeah, yeah. And then it, like, slowly became, like, unread. It was really cool. Okay. Well, what we were trying to guess was, will the total lunar eclipse on December 10th be underwhelming? And No. Judging by your reaction, I'll have to go with your unbiased opinion here that it won't be underwhelming. You did say it wouldn't. Oh, yes! Woohoo! Um, you said it would be. Yeah, I said, like, all eclipses, it will be underwhelming. But as I'm expecting it to be underwhelming, I'll just be whelmed. Whelmed, yeah. No, it was really cool. And okay. I forgot making that prediction, so... Well, there you go. So you're on one point and I'm on one point. The Human Centipede, we predicted in 
Human Centipede 2 who will be the least happy person out of the apparently 12 people that are involved in that centipede. I, said, I think I said the second to last or the last. Yeah, good memory. You said person 11. And yeah. I said person 7. <laughs> and? Um, I, I didn't watch the movie, but... No, me neither. My housemate watched it. Would you, do you want to uh, get back to us on who was the least happy or should All we right, just... I- should we just... Uh, you just watch it? Because I don't think I could. No, should I'm we not... declare that one a draw? I think everyone's pretty equally unhappy. Yeah, I don't think I'm able to watch it. You're not going to watch it? No. Yeah, there's no way I'm going to watch but it. But I did notice that uh, one of the local cinemas here, the Nova, is doing late night screenings of it on a Friday night regularly. Oh, that's romantic. Yeah. <laughs> well, they used to do uh, The Room, and now I think they alternate between The Room and Human Centipede 2 full sequence. Oh, God, <laughs> I don't think I could go to... Oh, the Room would be fun. Yeah, The Room was awesome. On the topic of TV cancellations, there was two shows, Like a Virgin, which got renamed Laid, and we were basically going to see which of these two shows was be cancelled first. The other one was called Arranged Marriage, and just to recap, Laid follows a woman who faces an unenviable situation where men she has had sex with mysteriously begin dying off one by one. That's pretty cool. I like the sound of that show. Yeah, and Arranged... Although it does make her just sound like she's got a really nasty STD. Like, I'm pretty sure they have accidents and stuff. They don't just like, oh, Dave died of herpes. Oh, Lewis died of herpes. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> and Arranged Marriage... We were looking for four people who asked their closest loved ones, whether family or friends, to team up and choose a spouse for them. So it's like their family and friends basically pick partners for you. Much like the popular Meet My Folks, but more marriage-based. Popular, um, popular with over 50% of Insane Ramblings podcasters. <laughs> you originally chose Laid, but then changed to arranged marriage after hearing the I description of the I think because I like the, the sound, shows. yeah, of the plot. Yeah, um, and I, I said arranged marriage too. And we were both right on that one because Laid, yes. Laid got a second season and it's been nice. compared by NBC to... They're going to make an American adaptation. Of, Laid's Australian? Yeah, it's an Australian show. Um, no way! And, uh, yeah, I watched it. It was pretty good. I liked it. I want to download it now. Yeah, I, I don't know if you could... Uh, track it down that easily but it was worth checking out i like that show and arranged marriage as of april 2011 the series has not yet aired and it is uncleared <laughs> when it will be on the schedule so uh, i couldn't find any more up-to-date information since april but i suspect they would have said if it had actually aired so i think yeah, we both get a point and so do you want to make some predictions for 2012 yeah let's do it so i think we had a draw that year i think we both got two points Two points, yeah. So that's some pretty good predicting. Um, yeah. I went by the same categories of the best movies of the year, right? Mm-hmm. So we had Twilight, Breaking Dawn Part 2, The Dark Knight Rises, mm. The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey, and Salmon Fishing in the Yemen. <laughs> What's the Yemen? Like, well, I know what, what Yemen is. Yeah. Yemen? You would think that's a typo, but apparently uh, not. It's a movie with Emily Blunt and Ewan McGregor, which... How it's, cute! It's a surprisingly high... It is a quite a surprise rank, though, isn't it? Yeah, like, I wouldn't have expected a movie with that title to have actors of any known calibre, but there you go. A description. A fisheries expert is approached by a consultant to help realise a sheik's vision of bringing the sport of fly fishing to the desert and embarks on an upstream journey of faith and fish to prove the impossible possible. 
Damn, that sounds inspiring. <laughs> yeah, so uh, some desert fly fishing and uh, Ewan McGregor on that one. I'm going to say the most inspiring film of 2012 will be fly fishing in the Yemen. <laughs> Sorry, salmon fishing in the Yemen. Yes, Fly please. fishing in the Yemen, not so much. It's, it's about fly fishing, but... You know, maybe they did some market research and found salmon fishing is going to pull a better audience. I was thinking maybe the fly fishing is a surprise. <laughs> you never know. No, oh, what kind of? How are they going to fish those salmon? I, I would say the Hobbit could potentially be more inspiring. Oh, I was going to say the Hobbit as my pick, though. Well, we can we can go with that. All right, I pick the Hobbit. When does the Hobbit come out? Uh, not till December next year. So we've got we've oh. got a long wait till these pay off. Dark Knight Rises as well, December next year? No, it's like mid-year sometime, like July oh, or okay. something. Yeah, I'll pick Dark Knight then. Okay, I'll go with The Hobbit. But most inspiring film, Salmon Sit Fishing in the Yemen. <laughs> well, it seems a bit Oscar-baity. Most sure. likely to um, star Ewan McGregor. Oh, I don't know, he could make a surprise uh, Twilight cameo. <laughs> but yeah, he's <laughs> a rogue werewolf or something. Yeah. TV cancellations, I'll do the same topic. I found a few TV shows this year that I suspect won't last long. The first one is The Annoying Orange on the Cartoon Network. <laughs> Who's going to watch a show that promises to annoy you in the title? Well, there's like already a YouTube show of it, and it's super, super popular. So apparently a couple million people, but I can't stand it. It's definitely living up to its name. Oh, yeah, it is annoying. Yeah, it's very annoying. Okay. Um, so I was thinking maybe the annoying screen time, like the annoying orange doesn't get that much screen time and it's really about like, you know, a family or something. Yeah, he's the kooky neighbor <laughs> next door. Yeah, exactly. It's an adaptation of the uh, YouTube show, so it might be uh, remarkably different and the annoying orange is uh, entitled only. <laughs> uh, Reef Doctors is another one coming to Channel 10 with the uh, Away Sea Boats Lisa McCune in the cast. Reef doctors, okay. Yeah. So uh, Lisa McCune plays the leader of a team of doctors serving the remote Hope Island Clinic on the Great Barrier Reef. She's a single mother with an unusual interest in venom, hoping to extract hidden secrets that may have the power to cure fatal diseases. Oh, so, that's such a painfully written description. Yeah. I'd, I think I'd, that show will last, but that description is so painful. You think people want to see Lisa McCune running around curing diseases on reefs? I think so, but, like, crank up the pun machine much? Seriously. <laughs> it does seem like uh, it's got a lot of opportunity for hot people wearing very little clothes. I think it's going to do well, because like, Away Sea Boat did quite well. Yeah. What is that actual title of that show? Sea Patrol? Uh, sea Patrol. Yeah, I, I couldn't think of what it was called. Like, Away Sea Boat's Leave Some Accumes. Yeah. <laughs> and the last one was called Poppy, which on Wikipedia didn't really have any information I clicked on it it just went to the page for poppies like the flower oh really so I'm like well that'd be a weird show if it's just a poppy field for an hour and a half every week <laughs> well the fish tank did so well on yeah. channel 31 <laughs> <laughs> maybe they're trying to steal the idea but I, I have did... this friend who every night when he goes to sleep he listens to the audiobook of Lord of the Rings and puts a picture of a fireplace on his iPhone what every night not every night, but, like, regularly. When you can't sleep. Yeah. Is it the same uh, section of the audiobook? Like, is that to lull him to sleep? Or is he just very slowly progressing through the story? No, he's just progressing through the story quite slowly in, in front of a fake fireplace. But is he watching the fireplace? 
Yes, I guess so. Or it's just there. <laughs> okay. Because, <laughs> like, I'm just wondering if uh, is he just trying to get through the book or he's, he's trying to fall asleep to it? I don't know. I, we didn't go that deep into it. Okay. Well, uh, I didn't realise there was going to be, like, an interview about his habit. The pup quiz. I'm just curious about this uh, fireplace scenario. All right. I'll ask him some more when I see him next. Nice. Poppy, uh, from the one sentence that I could find about it, a group of family and friends as they cope with some good and some bad luck that occurs on the same oh, day. So That sounds good. I'm intrigued. Well, it's it's got good and bad luck. I don't know what more you'd want, really. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's Steve, all the kinds of luck. Stephen Curry and Angus Sampson are apparently involved. I like Stephen Curry. You, you know, like I have that? a thing really bad. The first time I watched the, se- the first season of Underbelly, mm. I had such a thing for Roger Corsa. Who's he playing again? Oh, the, he was in Rush or something as well? Yeah, yeah, he was Detective Steve Owens, the main detective in it. Okay, yeah, I'll put, I'll put a picture of Roger Corsa on the gallery for people. Oh, I had a bad for him when I watched it back in, like, 2008, right? I've been watching it again. Yeah. Sorry? Should we put him in your uh, Ultimate Man kind of fa- uh, Photoshop mashup? Well, well, well. Mm. This, I've been watching it again recently while I've been living in Japan. And I haven't, like, been attracted to him this time. He's not doing it for and you? I was, no. And I was like, I wonder if it's because at the time I was living in Melbourne. And so now you need Asian people. No, more like I was just hot for him because he appeared to be single-handedly cleaning up the streets of Melbourne. Of all the <laughs> crime. Yeah, okay. So you... and It's kind of like now I don't care because I'm not there. It doesn't matter to me. So is there someone else in that show that is doing it for you more or are you finding yourself more attracted to people in Japanese TV shows? Or No, I'm not really attracted to anyone on TV at the moment. It's very strange. Mm, interesting. I wonder if maybe at the time you had a crush on someone who maybe reminded you of him and now no. your, your current crushes don't, you know, resemble these guys or... No, no, it's not like that at all. I think it really was like just somewhere deep in my heart. I felt like he was making the city safe for me. All right, well, if we can get some kind of TV show where Roger Corsa cleans up for Tokyo. The streets of Tokyo, well, yeah. we can test the theory. Exactly. All right, we'll, uh, I'll try and talk to his agents. Yeah, I used to think he was so hot. Well, how times have changed. I know, really. Mm. Will the world end when the Mayagan calendar runs out on December 21st? No. I think that's a probably a uh, good answer. It's a safe bet, isn't it? Because if yeah. it does it, I'm going to look really smart. Well, even if it does, we're not going to be able to... That's uh, what I'm be... just going to say. If I say yes, like, I'm going to look like an idiot if it does. But this way, there's no risk. We'll all be dead. Yeah. So um, I'm going to say no as well. And what country will win the 2012 Summer Olympic Games in London? Uh, Swaziland. I was going to say that. Damn. All right. Really? Um, I'll go with Belgium. Okay. I've got a good feeling. versus Belgium. <laughs> yeah, okay. That Even if they don't win, whoever gets the more you know, gets medals. Whoever gets higher out of Swaziland and Belgium. Yeah. All right, and so. who has a nicer uniform also counts. Swaziland's got a good flag, so potentially... Haven't they, though? That's why I was thinking I could earn myself some points there. It's the most elaborate flag, probably, on the you know flag board. <laughs> Book. <laughs> Book. Yeah, I don't know what you call a collection of flags. <laughs> that's something to get our linguists on yeah anyway um, let's wrap up the show in four minutes because i'm gonna go all right should we do a quick craig segment yeah craig segment <laughs> large cat statue seems pretty straightforward 
large cat statue made of porcelain, or it could possibly be a adult kitten. Did I tell you about the time my friend, uh, like a jaguar um, statue, fell off the shelf for no reason and clawed his face? No. I can't remember who it was. My friend was telling me about how he was sitting underneath this giant jaguar statue they had, yeah. and it leapt off the shelf and like its claws <laughs> got him right across the face. Well. Is this like, yeah. was there someone that slammed the door and, you know, could have jostled it or just like out of nowhere? No, he was home shelf? alone, just out of the blue. Like it was basically like it left off the shelf and attacked him. Awesome. And has it got like a, a cool scar to prove it? And so when people are like, what happened to you? I was attacked I by a jaguar. I think that's where it came from because he had like a scar on his lip and I asked him how he got it. And, and he has like a picture of the jaguar on his iPhone and everything. <laughs> He's like, I jaguar attack. I can't remember it was. That's crazy. Maybe it was Roger Corsa. Well... You're, uh, you can possibly reenact this with the large cat statue. Great. It's made of porcelain and it is white in colour and is eight feet tall and about five feet wide. Jeez. Yeah, so they don't, you know, lie when they say five large Five feet cat. wide? <laughs> it's probably a pretty fat ass cat. This is huge. <laughs> five feet wide. Yeah. Where is this coming from, like Luxor or something? Yeah, I, I didn't have a picture of it. I'm kind of curious of what kind of giant cat statue this is. Maybe it's like one of those uh, those giant Chinese ones that, you know, the lucky kitties that have the bell and one <laughs> arm up because they're pretty fat. Yeah, 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 yeah. The reason That's I'm giving big, though. Yeah, the reason I'm giving this away is because some neighborhood it's vandals. It's huge. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not uh it actually wrote feet this time. They didn't I'm not mixing up uh, inches and feet like uh, Yeah, like with that really tiny canoe. Yeah. <laughs> the reason I'm giving this away is because some neighborhood vandals have painted a rather large penis on the front of it. <laughs> Email me if you're interested. So uh <coughs> Yeah, if you want, if you want a giant porcelain cat statue cat. with a penis face, then uh, it's all it's all free on Craigslist. I made a cookie so obscene at the Christmas party I went to this year mm. that none of my friends can talk about it. Boo cookie? Is that what you're talking about? A cookie. Oh, no, in um, uh, Penny Arcade, they uh-huh. they've got a thing once a year, which it sounds like you should enter your cookie into this competition, and. It's been nicknamed Bukuki, which is like after the Japanese porn thing. Uh, Bukaki, yeah. Yeah. And it's basically cookie porn where they make cookies in the shape of penises and that kind of thing. Well, this was in the shape of a penis, right? And I didn't actually make the penis. Mm. I just had to decorate it. And so I I was trying to make it look like a happy penis. So I gave (laughs) it like a smiley face and a Santa's hat. But, like, hmm. it was slightly, like, a lopsided smiley face. So it was kind of just like a leery penis Santa. Wow. You're really uh, competing <laughs> for episode title, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it was quite creepy. None of my friends are, like, they're like, let's never talk of this again. I don't want to know that this ever existed. I'm having a hard time envisioning this. Can you send me a photo or something? No, I don't have any pictures, unfortunately. No, everyone refused. Everyone refused to acknowledge this thing's existence. Like, let's you never document like, this. That's horrible. So can you quickly explain it again, just so I can try and picture it? Well, it's a penis, right? So it's got the balls at the top and then the long shaft. Whoa, and at the, the top? Had... Yeah. Okay. And it had a shaft that had a smiley face. There was kind of a little smirk on one side. On, like, the tip of the shaft or something? No, like in the middle, and it had the head painted on the tip. <laughs> but where's the Santa so hat go? The actual penis head was there. Sorry, where's the it was Santa on, hat? like coming off one of the balls. <laughs> awesome. 
Um, so it was kind of like winking a little at you and I had a little smirk and it was wearing a Santa's hat. All right. Well, I can't think of anything more Christmassy. <laughs> I think on that note, we should finish off the episode. Who ate it? Uh, no one. So it's still there, I guess. Oh, I'll take try a, and take a... Yeah, take a photo. I want to see this uh, horrific existence. Okay, it wasn't in my house, so it might have got eaten after I left. Okay. Well, I'd be curious to see if it is uh, eaten tip first or not. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the, it sounds like, you know, the caramello koala where you have to eat yeah. the head first. Yeah. It seems like the natural way to eat a penis cookie. Is it cruel to eat it the other way? I didn't say cruel, but it's just one of those things that everyone who picks up a caramello koala instinctually knows that's the rules. I think I'd nibble off the foot first. Well, you're a rogue agent, Vicky. You're doing it differently. <laughs> well, I did create the Santa penis, so <laughs> I know I can't be trusted. And isn't that something to be proud of? <laughs> and All on right. that note, you can email me, vicky at insaneramblings.net. Or me, ben at insaneramblings.net. Or if you can't remember who created the Santa cookie and I don't want to ask for the recipe, you can email both of us, podcast at insaneramblings.net. Is there really much of a recipe or is it more of a uh, decoration tips? I guess a pattern. Yeah, more uh, of a pattern. Okay. Yeah, some kind of fact sheet because I assume it's regular <laughs> cookie recipe. Yes, it is. I would just send you a recipe off Google. <laughs> what kind of cookie before you go? I don't know. I didn't actually make them. I told you. Mm. All right. Well, I guess you can make it in all variety of flavors and tell us what <laughs> works best. Away sea boat. Away sea boat. Ramblings.